Hi everyone, welcome to the Life with Fibromyalgia podcast. This is your host, Noemi. Today is June 2nd, 2021. Wow, time flies. So uh, first and foremost, I hate that I totally abandoned podcast. Sorry, I can't talk today. I've been uh, having a hard time pronouncing words lately. I know I you know, abandoned uh, podcasting for a while, maybe more than a year actually. But I'm back and I'm happy to be back. So today I'll be talking about what uh, led to my sort of, once again, <laughs> cervical artificial disc replacement and how uh, recovery has been uh, going. But before getting into that, uh, I would like to uh, update you um, with what's been going on with me um, and why I haven't been podcasting. Um, The main reason is uh, due to my PTSD, you know, having a lot of symptoms happening um, since last year. And aside from that, the medication side effect. So it's been uh, pretty tough and uh, quite crazy because of all that, uh, the combination, and just thinking that the side effect was also um, PTSD related, but in the end it wasn't. So that really sucked because it was kind of like, well, most likely it's PTSD. And so what I'm talking about is um, the side effect of akathisia, where you're very restless. And I think I talked about this previously, but I don't know. I don't even remember. And I didn't really want to go back to my, um, my podcast episode from the past, but I I don't know, maybe I'm, I was still, uh, having issues with it. It turned out I did have akathisia. Found this out April of last year and I just couldn't work. It was just too much. I couldn't concentrate. You know, I just had to shake my legs. I had, you know, I kept pacing, Um, So there was no way I can, you know, work. And so that really sucked as well because, um, you know, I'm absent a lot from work. And, you know, I have gone through all my paid time off. And so basically all the hours that I'm not working, um, I'm not getting paid for. So that's been tough as well. So, oh, as I was saying for the medication side effect, I was taking... Uh, the medication Rixolti. And for me, the way that it was being used, it was being used in combination with an antidepressant. I can't remember which one it is, um, which antidepressant um, I'm taking. I'm not sure. Maybe it's Wilbutrin. I can't really remember. The combination does a, I think the word is synergy or something like that. So it has an effect, a, a synergetic effect. So that kind of helps with uh, the depression. Um, but it turned out that Rixolti was just causing um, the akathisia. And I don't know if I mentioned this before in the previous um, podcast, whichever um, one, when it was of the medication side effect um, title, but I went off of Rixolti back maybe more than a year ago. I really can't remember, maybe two years. And so I stopped and then I started right back up because, you know, I figured, okay, you know, I'd give it another chance and we had kind of changed um, my medication combination. So I figure, you know, maybe I should go back on that. And my psychiatrist uh, also was suggesting, well, we can try again and see how you feel. I did very well with it. We didn't think it would be a problem. And 
you know what, I actually started very slowly, you know, increasing the dose of Rixolti, but it just, I guess it just didn't work for me um, anymore in the sense of that the side effect wasn't, you know, reasonable to deal with um, and keep taking the medication. So yeah, so I had to get off of that. And I got on, we tried different kinds of medications. I'm not sure if they were antidepressants or I just, you know, how it goes with fibro and just chronic pain, you forget a lot. But I did take various antidepressants that didn't work um, and also other medications that were, you know, were supposed to target um, some symptoms of uh, PTSD. And I don't know, we didn't, we thought that they weren't working because I was still very restless at the time when we didn't know Zerixolti. But even then afterward, I tried a few and it just wasn't doing anything. Uh, so in the end, I think I, I think the next medication that I took was propranolol. And so with that medication, I think my psychiatrist said that it sometimes helps people with PTSD. Um, I think she said, especially with the nightmares, I'm not quite sure. And I, I remember doing some research, but I really, like I said, uh, I can't remember much. So I might uh, make a, an episode uh, w regarding propranolol and how it's being used. And um, I don't, I'm not sure it's quite, you know, I'm not sure it's widely known or that widespread in the sense of that it's something commonly used. Um, because I, I remember doing um, research and I just there wasn't much. So I'm assuming it's something new, maybe new research. I would have to go really in depth into that and just find like research studies. So uh, the, the PTSD was also happening while the Rixolti uh, side effect of akathisia were happening. Um, and like I said, eventually um, I got off of Rixolti and obviously I felt a lot better. Didn't feel like, you know, I wanted to like get out of my own body and it was just crazy. I really, I really understand people that are experiencing that and it sucks. And I hope that anybody listening to this podcast that, you know, is on Rixolti or, you know, maybe your friends that you can talk to or, you know, just anybody that you know that is taking Rixolti, you know, if you're feeling restless or anything like that, it's, it's a side effect, you know, that just happens to some people. But uh, you know, it was a lot more complicated with me because we thought it was a PTSD. But um, thankfully that, you know, got all uh, worked out and I'm no longer taking that and I'm feeling a lot better. Jeez, um, oh sorry about the ums. It's been a while and it looks like I'm going to have to edit a lot. <laughs> but uh, okay, so uh, some of the symptoms that I was... Um, experiencing were a lot of nightmares and I am currently still struggling with that uh, waking up with the uh, I guess they kind of call them the uh, emotional flashbacks where you have a nightmare and you wake up with the emotions from the past I I think that's what my therapist called the emotional flashbacks and it, it I don't know it, it's something that I wish would just go away because that's what, I guess it's those emotions that I wake up with sometimes. 
um, if it's not, you know, directly associated with the past in the dream, it just kind of takes over my day. And feeling really depressed or just feeling very, uh, you know, fatigued and, and, you know, I'm pretty sure like the combination of fibro with the, uh, the emotions and, you know, fatigue from depression just kind of combine. Um, but also, you know, I think they know the, uh, you know, depression and, uh, fibro kind of go hand in hand. So it just, you know, both of them, it just kind of makes things uh, a little harder. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with the nightmares. Uh, so if any of you have any, any, uh, suggestions, uh, other than grounding, because I do, uh, you know, the grounding technique of, you know, pointing out like, oh, that color is green. You know, what color is my car if I'm driving, right? Um, you know, what's the color of my wheel? It just, it does help me to a certain point. Uh, but, you know, I'm not sure if it's just something that I have to deal with and, and try harder. I don't know. But if any of you have any suggestions, uh, that would be great. So, uh, oh, like I said, um, <laughs> like I would say in the, at the end of the uh, episode, uh, the email address that I'm using is lifewfibro at gmail.com. So don't be afraid to, you know, send me a, an email and, you know, just send me your suggestions or what's worked for you. Or if you know anybody with PTSD, what would help them? I'm just trying to get the most um, information or techniques to deal with the uh, nightmares and just the emotional flashbacks and, you know, also the, you know, the regular just flashbacks in general. Yeah, I... I, I need a lot of help with that. And even though I'm in therapy, it's still um, really tough. And, uh, you know, like they say, it gets worse before it gets better. And I'm in the re really uh, tough zone, I guess, of that, you know, process. So, yeah, that's what's been happening, too. That's what's been very debilitating as well. Aside from the uh, akathisia, it took months and... Uh, so that, that's been happening. And the other thing that I've been experiencing is uh, dissociation. So I've been experiencing like two different things. I've been experiencing, I'm not sure if I said this before, but I've been experiencing a lot of uh, depersonalization and derealization. Um, it's one of the most uh, bizarre things that people uh, react to because they're like, what? Like, what do you mean you, you know, derealization? And what do you mean by depersonalization? And, you know, even though I, I'm briefly talking about it, uh, you know, in short, just quickly, it's, uh, I don't know, it's very, it's very strange because I don't really see myself, um, I guess I'm not living in first person or something. It's more like a out-of-body experience and not feeling like you're in control and um, just things seem so weird and or at least that's what I experience is just like oh that's weird that doesn't I don't know kind of like everything seems unreal and just um, I don't know sometimes you know just not recognizing 
yourself. I know that's really odd, probably very strange, but it's just things that it's something that happens and it happens with PTSD and, you know, it can also happen with, um, I guess other, other diagnoses, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I think I remember reading something like that, but yeah, I would like to make, make a, uh, an episode regarding these two, um, dissociation experiences that I have. I thought, I think that would be really interesting and I think it would help somebody, um, via, you know, you or, you know, just whoever listens in general, like you never know, (laughs) you know, you might have a friend that, you know, has that and you don't understand really. Um, I think that would be a good episode. So sometime in the future, (laughs) Uh, so I already talked about the horrible loss of concentration, um, and the new thing that I've been experiencing is, uh, anger. I think I've gotten to the point of my PTSD where, where I've, um, learned to, I've, I'm finally feeling what I should have been feeling for the past, I don't know, 10 years or more, like way more, but, you know, within the last 10 years I graduated and you know just had a lot of time and so I think uh, finally I'm I'm feeling the anger that you know I've I guess suppressed and I don't like it (laughs) I don't like the feeling it feels horribly and I've gotten you know so angry you know by being triggered so once I get triggered, it, you know, I just, I'm pissed. I'm like <laughs> ridiculously upset and angry and it's just horrible. And so it's gotten to the point where I just didn't know how to control it. Um, and I felt very, um, very anxious and impulsive. So I went, went um, I haven't done this. I haven't had so much anger where I've done what I've done again. Um, so the first and, you know, so far only time that I've, uh, hurt myself because of the anger was, uh, so, sorry, uh, I'm even forgetting what I was about to say, but, so what ended up happening is I got so angry and I was in my car because I told my boyfriend, hey, we gotta go, like, I need to get out of here. And so we did, we you know, went for a drive. I wasn't driving because I know I would probably be too impulsive and I'd do something, um, something really probably stupid. So what ended up happening, I ended up punching, um, the side, uh, you know, while I was in the car, um, I ended up punching the, the door, I don't know, maybe three or four times with all my strength. And, you know, quite honestly, that, that helped me. And, I know it's not a healthy way to release anger. So I'm very aware of that. And, you know, after that day, I, you know, I thought this isn't good. It's something that I don't want to do again. So, you know, you know, the uh, support groups in Facebook. And now I'm looking into Meetup because I think it would help me a lot to, I guess, share my experience and hear other people's experiences because I'm having a hard time with this. And, just in general, I think it's a good thing. So hopefully that'll help. Here I have my notes, guys. So if you hear the paper, sorry. Okay, so I guess I want to go on with um, the disc replacement, you know, our main topic of the day. 
And, okay, <laughs> so it's been tough. I, I have been having neck pain and lower back pain for obviously years. And, um, you know, which started in 2010, right after my vehicle accident. And, you know, shortly after I was diagnosed with, you know, with fibro. So, you know, I don't know, what, 11 years now, I've been uh, dealing with, you know, just back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, um, arm pain, um, leg pain. So it's just, it's been tough. And, you know, finally, I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't work at all. Um, I've been taking a lot of days off because of my back. Uh, so I just finally decided that, you know, it was time for me to, to see an orthopedic surgeon. And I did. I, I scheduled an appointment and they, uh, I guess, uh, I forget, you know, got the referral to get an MRI. Um, so that got done. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all came down to, um, it all came down to, uh, you know, what I needed to do because of the results. And so basically the results were, I had a herniated disc that was um, compressing my spinal cord. It wasn't horrible, you know, compared to others that I've seen, you know, mine isn't so bad that I'm getting all this, but you know, everybody's body um, reacts differently. So for me, I ended up getting, uh, you know, arm pain, wrist pain, hand pain, numbing, tingling, cramping which was the most annoying because I couldn't type anymore I couldn't move my mouse anymore uh, so obviously I couldn't work anymore so I had to take a lot of time off and then uh, finally after uh, seeing the orthopedic surgeon for the second time he said okay uh, you know I'm gonna refer you to to a uh, neurosurgeon I believe some I don't remember if it, it even was a neurosurgeon but in general it was just, I don't know, I guess like I just didn't feel comfortable with him. And, you know, I really didn't need the referral because I have um, PPO insurance. So I was like, okay, fine, you know, whatever. I'm going to go to physical therapy like he suggested. So shortly after, I just decided to look for a neurosurgeon. And, you know, I did some research and um, I ended up finding a neurosurgeon that I scheduled an appointment and got to meet and he was great. You know, obviously he wasn't that great, you know, just because I've heard neurosurgeons don't have that great of a, a bedside manner. But even then he was still good, um, you know, listened and, you know, didn't make me feel stupid because of the questions I was asking. So that was great. As long as that was good and I was okay with that and comfortable, I, I thought it was... Uh, a successful um, appointment and, you know, just meeting him. So what ended up happening, I had the MRIs done from from the uh, orthopedic surgeon and I took my MRIs from 2013, which I even got my brain, my neck, my mid and lower back um, because at the time they were doing MRIs to check if I had any um, spinal cord uh, lesions because they thought I had a mess. But, you know, obviously uh, that wasn't the case. And, you know, I just had fibro and, you know, other spine issues, herniated discs and, you know, all that jazz, but lost my train of thought. But anyway, so I ended up getting like the MRIs done. The neurosurgeon took a look. 
you know, in the end, he was like, you can just take the conservative option and just, you know, keep doing uh, physical therapy, um, you know, just getting the epidural and, you know, all that. And then he was like, and then the surgical um, options are, you know, I forget what options he gave, but one of them was a disc replacement. And I was like, you know what, like, I feel so horribly that I'm, you know, I'm willing to have that surgery done, get an uh, artificial disc replacement. And so long story short, that got the surgery. And uh, right now I'm feeling, I'm feeling great from my, from my, um, from my neck. I'm not getting much pain. And I think the pain that I'm having, which is different, is from the actual, uh, sorry, gosh, am I, uh, I'm doing horribly today because of my pain, um, which I'll explain later. So <laughs> anyway, I got the replacement. <laughs> And, uh, oh, like I was saying, my neck isn't hurting. What, I guess the hurting that I'm getting from my neck and shoulders is from the surgery. Uh, it's, um, I can tell, like, it's, it's a huge difference. Um, and it's, uh, a lot less painful, which I'm really happy about. But now I'm dealing with my lower back pain that is just really bad and, I'm not sure I can go back to work because of it, and I really don't want another surgery done. I'm afraid that my lower back, um, you know, just having any type of surgery in my lower back is, I don't know, I'm just afraid of it because I've seen or I've heard of so many people, you know, talking about, you know, how the disc replacements there, you know, failed, and some few, I forget if there were fusions or, I don't remember, but they've had a lot of failures, you know, with uh, lower back surgeries. And uh, I'm just afraid. And I'm even afraid of the disc that, the artificial disc that I got, because I know it's coated with um, cobalt. It's a combination of cobalt and chromium or something. I can't remember correctly, but um, something like that. And then I think the top and bottom coating is titanium. Not sure. Uh, I would have to look for it, but yeah, I've heard, you know, really bad things, you know. I mean, obviously good things too, like people in the support group are always sharing good things, but also, you know, the bad things. And, you know, I do realize that people that aren't doing well are going to be in the support group asking, you know, a lot of questions. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, who knows, but it just scares me to get surgery in my lower back. I don't know. I, I might just stick to conservative options or I might just go in on Facebook and just, you know, ask a lot of questions um, and see how I move forward and what I feel comfortable with. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I got an MRI, I think, uh, last week, actually, last Thursday, and I'm just waiting for the results and we'll see what happens and I'll share. I'll give you guys an update about that. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I guess just, you know, the symptoms that I put here, you know, from my lower back is just, you know, I'm uncomfortable sitting. I'm un uncomfortable standing. I can only sit or stand for, um, you know, so long. But, you know, a lot of people with fibro experience this. My hurt, my, actually, my left leg is tingling and it's numb. 
partially numb because I'm sitting on the floor. I'm not sure if I should even be doing this because of my um, neck surgery, but I didn't have another option because <laughs> now I'm living with my mom and there's not much uh, room or privacy. So while my mom watches uh, TV in the living room, I'm in the room, uh, you know, taking over the room and doing this podcast. So I'm taking advantage of that. Uh, you know, I think it's been a few weeks where I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to do my podcast because I just don't like it when people are listening while I'm podcasting or just around me. Um, and, you know, aside from that being distracting, but also noise that you guys don't want to hear. So yeah, it just, uh, those symptoms have been happening with my lower back. So overall, um, just deciding to get, um, an artificial disc replacement wasn't easy and I still have a lot of um, fears of the uh, consequences because we don't have a lot of research um, you know considering that they're a new thing you know um, not super new because I think it was like 20 years ago or something like that that you know they um, began um, these surgeries and yeah I've just uh, I've heard a lot of bad things but you know, I'm hoping that I'm not uh, part of um, the negative percentages that, you know, the discs failed and are causing a lot of problems. Um, you know, one being toxicity due to the uh, material. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm coming to a close here. You know, it's great um, that I'm back, you know, because it just is good. Um, I feel uh, great after podcasting because I know it's going to help somebody or somebody can relate and um, I always seek that because I feel alone nobody that I know really has fibro um, if I do know somebody has fibro we're not really close and you know I only met temporarily and it just um, they're so far away or yeah <laughs> you know it just it, it you know just nobody who isn't close so um, I hope, uh, this helps you or helps somebody that you know. Oh, I'm looking at my, my, um, my notes here and I just feel lost. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, um, just, you know, now that it's coming to a close, you know, I, um, I'm thankful that I'm able to do this and I'm really thankful that I have you guys, um, listening. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening, um, because it gives me hope that, you know, I'm just spreading, um, the word with, um, how we feel, um, what we go through, um, you know, little by little, um, you know, creating these episodes and just what PTSD symptoms are. And, you know, it's just in general, because a lot of people, um, ha have give, gone through trauma that have fibros, so, or just chronic pain, um, so, uh, the combination, you know, I have the combination. I'm sure a lot of you do too. Um, it's not fun. So this is my, uh, my outlet and, uh, glad you guys are listening. Um, I'm not quite sure what the next episode will be. I have, um, a few outlines that I've set up of different things. In fact, I might be able to bring it up right now on my laptop. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. It's just, okay. So, um, I want to go a little bit more in depth with the, uh, fibro, fibro and anger. 
um, and just anger because of your pain. So not only from PTSD, but, you know, also that. Uh, and just things that we're told sometimes and, you know, just processing what what it's like. So uh, some of you or, you know, your friends can understand a bit um, just how we're afraid of our futures, how that feels. And I don't know, just, you know, I don't know. Uh, just explaining my experience, I guess, with all that stuff. Um, I have a lot more, but um, those are a few things that I I will be uh, creating episodes for, and I think we're off to a good start. <laughs> you know, I'm, I have the outline set up already, so all I have to do is just sit and record um, and just uh, publish. So um, stay tuned with, uh, you know, whichever episode I decide to do. Um, so, uh, like I said, uh, feel free to email me. Uh, I'm always happy to read your emails. In the past, I've, you know, had trouble, um, emailing back because I, I'm not even sure I was, I was just dealing with, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff and it just became very overwhelming. Um, and in fact, uh, right now I'm feeling very overwhelmed because I have to create a lot of thank you cards. You know, uh, very quickly I, uh, set up a GoFundMe account because of my surgery and just all the medical bills. And right now I have some time to respond to emails. Um, and I plan to keep, uh, answering questions or just, you know, just sending back and forth emails and, um, you know, having other friends that have fibro and just understand. Also, I have an Instagram account, you know, just for fun. You can just search for N-R-O-D-R-I-1-1-1. And if you can shoot me an email that you are sending a request, um, an Instagram request, um, that would be prefer. You know, I'd prefer that because sometimes I don't really know if the requester is, uh, you know, a troll or just, um, you never know. So, um, yeah, just shoot me an email and I'll, uh, quickly, um, you know, add you or approve and yeah, just share, you know, with each other what life is like and just, you know, some happy moments, you know, sad moments, quotes, you know, I just, I like using it for, you know, just random things like everyone else, but, um, it helps me just, um, share things you know, that people with fibro can do, or just, you know, you know what I mean, you know what, you know, Instagram is really for, but, you know, that's, it's just somewhere that, where it's an outlet as well. All right, well, that's, uh, the end, uh, now I'm, my leg is completely numb, and I'm, it's gonna be very painful getting up, um, so, uh, thank you once again, um, hope you guys have a good day today, and just, you know, next week as well and i'll um, post a, an episode next week um i'm trying to figure out what day i want to uh publish them um but i'll let you guys know um in the next podcast and uh just let you guys know so so it can be a, uh, consistent you know with the day and every week so that's what i'm shooting for um hopefully i keep that going Um, I really enjoy doing this, so I'm hoping it'll, it'll stay that way, um, and not abandon the, uh, podcast, um, all right, so, uh, time to, uh, go, bye, thank you, and I'll look forward to doing the next post, so you can talk, (laughs) all right, see you guys, bye.